Hello, my friends. Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation. Thank you so much for listening today. Today on our journey, I would like to discuss one of the most important factors that I believe exists in the hair color service. But first, I'd like to have you allow me to give you my definition of what permanent hair color service is. So here's my definition. A permanently coloring hair is the process of changing a chemical structure, the hair, both physically and chemically with a chemical solution hair color. At the end of any hair color service, science tells us that whatever the hair contributes to the structural and tonal change will be at least 50% of the end result. Now, I just want you to think about what I have just shared. And of course, like I said, that's my opinion or my definition of what the hair color service is. Because I find that many times with the way we speak to the service is very different than what is actually going on. And I think that's one of the biggest parts, points of confusion for salon professionals today is to actually understand what we are doing when we are coloring hair. I want you to think about it and, and just ask yourself, is my impression of a permanent hair color service different than the way you think about what we're doing in hair color? See, because I believe for many, there it is a different way of thinking about this service. Uh, I can tell that by the way we speak and also by watching social media and people in actually live action programs and seeing the way that they interact when they're in the middle of a coloring service. You know, I'll always fall back once again on one of my favorite and I believe most profound statements and it goes something like this. We send in words, but we receive in pictures. And I think that's really important for us to understand is that um, when we communicate with another individual, we're sending in words, we may be communicating verbally, but every time we use a word that creates a impression in their mind. And usually that's a visual impression in their mind. I mean, we could use lots of metaphors and examples to point that out when someone says, you know, I live in a two-story home and you're not looking at their home. You know, you might have a visual impression of, of a home that looks completely different than the one in which they live. So um, these are the things I think we need to keep in mind, not only when we're communicating with each other, which can be totally confusing, but most importantly, when, we're when we are communicating with our clients. You know, I just want you to think for a minute about the way we speak to the service, hair color services that we do. We use phrases like the following, you know, I'm going to apply a color over, over the hair, as though we're putting something over the hair, as though we're painting a wall. Or we'll use a phrase like, I'm looking for the undertone as though something exists underneath. Or we might use the phrase, I toned it, but the other color kept peeking through. So it's sort of like you covered it up, but the other color kept peeking through. Or the one I really love is I need to achieve gray coverage. So we're gonna cover gray. We're not gonna color gray. We're going to cover it. Can you see how 
the language we use as hairdressers is very, very different from what actually is going on during that chemical service. You know, we talk about it like we're painting a wall or a fence post. You know, I've heard people say, I'm going to throw a color over the previous color. You know, we use that kind of language all the time. And um, it misrepresents what we're actually doing in the hair. Words like undertone, underlying pigment, revealing warmth, all indicating to a learner, if you will, that something exists underneath something else, which it doesn't, which it doesn't. Terms like I'm going to lift or I'm going to strip, indicating that you know, you're trying to move the color or you're trying to remove the color from the hair. Words like simply color remover, indicating that we actually think we're removing things from the hair, which we don't, which we don't. Here's the thing to realize, once color is in the hair, it becomes part of the hair structure. You're never gonna remove it. You can change it, but you're never going to remove it. So let's get serious and take a look at what's really happening. I just wanna spend a few minutes talking about this. I don't wanna keep you for a long time today, but let's look at what's happening. First of all, when we apply permanent hair color to the hair, we begin to break down the structure of the hair. That's the first thing that is happening. And we have to be doing that in order to make room for the new artificial dyes that will find their way to the cortex and bond with the hair structure. That's why coloring hair without damage is a misrepresentation of what we're doing. We must damage or change the structure of the hair in order to change the hair's color. What we're actually doing in technical terms is we are splitting conjugated or paired bonds. I know conjugated is a big word, right? But what it simply means is it's two bonds that are paired. Now, cysteine bonds, I'm sure you've heard the term cysteine before, which is a central part of the protein structure of the hair. The cysteine bond is a paired bond. That means those are two bonds that are sharing the same set I'm going to get really technical here. Uh, two bonds that are sharing the same set of electrons. When I color hair, I split those bonds. So instead of having a pair, I now have two single bonds. Same thing with disulfide bonds. They are a paired bond as well, or a conjugated bond. So when I color hair or lighten hair, I am splitting those disulfide bonds. Now here's what you need to know about paired bonds. Paired bonds give hair its depth. It allows hair to absorb more light than it reflects. So <clears throat> when I think of cysteine and disulfide bonds, I'm not only splitting them, I'm also reducing their size. So truly the hair color service is not a process of lifting anything out of the hair. It's a process of reducing the structure of the hair into smaller parts so that I increase the reflection and I have less absorption, otherwise known as, in hairdresser language, lift. Okay, I could go down a rabbit trail here right now, but I want to pause for just a moment, and I want to make sure that uh, I haven't lost you. So here's the thing I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to take a moment, 
and reflect on what I've just said about paired conjugated bonds, splitting the bonds, disulfides and cysteines, just kind of let that digest for a moment. I will wait. You can begin now. All right, you ready to continue? <laughs> Let's review. Number one, structure of the hair is changing in order to make room for the new dyes. We know that's occurring. Number two, the color of the hair is changing darker to lighter because we are affecting the conjugated or paired bonds of cysteine and disulfide by splitting them. Three, in their original form, paired bonds help the hair absorb light and add depth. Four, when we split them, they lose their ability to absorb light very well at all, and the result is an increase in reflection, which we call lift. Now, you may need to replay this section until the light bulb goes off, and you're welcome to do that. Second, as the process is in action, the hair is contributing a second set of tones that are not in your color mixture. So you've got your color in the bowl, but the hair is contributing something to that result as well. These tones are not lying under anything. They are actually a result of more reflection and less absorption. They are present due to that increase in reflection, if you will. You see, actually, here's a secret. Undertones do not exist with the exception of hairdresser language. They're part of our language, even though they don't exist. We're describing something that isn't there. Can you see how confusing that can be? It's simply different levels of reflection. So for me, I call it levels of reflect rather than levels of lift. So third, as the process continues, the dye intermediates, these are the small, tiny colorless parts of the hair color are delivered to the cortex where they bind together and bind to the hair structure, both changing the color of the hair and its chemical structure in combination. Get it? It's a physical and a chemical change in a chemical structure. Remember, the hair is carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, and sulfur. So you're using a chemical solution to change a chemical structure. Color-treated hair simply has a different chemical structure than virgin hair. And once you've color-treated the hair, that hair that is color-treated will remain a different chemical structure than even the new growth that grows out from the scalp. And finally, we're not painting over the hair. We're not painting a fence post. We're not painting a wall. We are literally merging those colors together. So <clears throat> it's not a process of putting my color over what the hair is exposing. It is merging what I'm using together with the hair to create that visual end result. It's a marriage, if you will.
Can you see why we teach that 50% of the failures in hair color service have nothing to do with product? The hair itself can cause hair color to go sideways simply because we don't understand the very canvas that we create our magic on. Can you see what a large role hair could play in the service if we don't understand? There's so much more, but of course, I'm looking at the clock here, and because this is supposed to be a short podcast, <laughs> uh, my podcasts are never short. Uh, there's a lot on the wall. Tells me that I'm probably at the end of the attention span for some people today. So I promise to pick up on this subject on our next podcast. Okay, so if you guys will allow me to, uh, this way I'll let you uh, uh, kind of let this percolate between now and the next time we do our next podcast. If you find this information beneficial, please share it with your friends and feel free to reach out to me. If you have a special subject or you would like me to, to cover some special information, I would be happy to do that. Remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Real Captain Color or on Facebook at Dennis Gebhardt. You know, I hope this is uh, that you've enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you've made some personal discoveries for yourself. So until I see you again, until we share time again, as always, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. I am out. Have an amazing day. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation Incorporated.